This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. It is Taz and the Moose with you on this Tuesday morning. Coming to you live, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless Mortgage experience, Connor, Mike across the way, Bogish with your updates. A lot of NFL here on this Tuesday morning task, reacting to everything uh, that transpired last night in the doubleheader of Monday Night Football, which I do like. I mentioned it a little bit yesterday, Taz. I do like the opening week of Monday Night Football where you get the game at you know seven ten or 7 o'clock and then you yeah. get the 10-10 or 10-15 start. Uh, out west, I mean, it, when they first initiated, remember the game started at six thirty. Uh, I think yep, the first yep. time they ever did it uh, was uh, the Chip Kelly era beginning. Mm. Uh, Eagles, Eagles Redskins yeah. down in DC, and that game kicked off at six thirty in the evening on the East Coast. Middle eating, you're in the middle eating dinner, eating a little roast beef, baked potatoes, some carrots, maybe a string bean medley, and yeah. uh, next thing you know, you're watching football. Like, honey, turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Not anymore. Well, That's 7 o'clock, a little later. Now you're done. You're right. eating dessert. You're yeah. right. You're done with your roast beef coffee. dinner um, yeah. and the au jus. Um, but I, I think the doubleheader does work. I like it. I like it. I wish yeah. they did more of it. Uh, you get it the opening week, which uh, adds to it. So with that being said, let's get to it. Here's the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Saints stun Texans on Will Lutz's walk-off field goal. Yeah, 58-yard field goal by Will Lutz. If you missed it, let's hear it. Here you go. 58-yard attempt for the win. Snap. Placement. Lutz leans into it. Lutz has got the distance. Oh, he's got it. Saints win. Ah, the Birdman last night on Westwood One. As the Saints are victorious, Taz, we hit upon this game a lot, kicking off the show this morning. Uh, The Texans' defense at the end on the last possession by the New Orleans Saints, the comeback, you look at it, you know, the three scoring plays that you saw in the final what? I mean, 100 or final minute of this game, uh, 100 seconds of this football game. Uh, Remarkable kind of back-and-forth nature to it. Very, very entertaining. What was... Not a great opening week of the NFL. Was a very, very entertaining opening game to Monday Night Football. Yeah, I, I loved it. I had a blast watching this game. I, like I said earlier, I was watching a little bit of Monday Night Raw, and I started watching the game at seven o'clock. And then once Raw came on, I watched a couple, like a segment or two of that, and then I went back to the football game and never left the football game. The Saints and the, and the Texans. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And I'm not usually big into dome games, you know, but that, you know. Down there at Mercedes-Benz, Super, the Superdome, um, the, 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 and like you pointed out earlier when we were on the show here, the, the, the Saints fan base in that dome, in that building, is unbelievable, and the atmosphere was amazing. But I'll tell you what, this Texas team kept them kind of chill for a little while, the fan base, the 12th man, because you know they were, they were scoring. They were doing great. I mean, especially in the second quarter, putting up 14 points. Uh, Watson, uh, you know, shy of 270 yards in passing, 20 of 30, three touchdowns, one, one interception. 
played really, really good, and basically had the game won. And then they got uh, they got that rough the kicker call on the extra point and got the extra kicked the extra point again. And then here comes Drew Brees, and then the fifty uh, was a fifty-eight yard field goal by Lutz was unbelievable for the Saints. What a game! A lot of fun watching it. Yeah, it, it really was a heartbreaking loss for uh, Bill O'Brien, the Houston Texans. Taz, here is the head coach afterward. Both teams played hard. Um, probably, you know, we we just didn't make enough plays on the second half to uh, to overcome it. So, you know, they they did a great job. Give credit to the Saints. Um, they got a great team. But we've got a good football team. Yeah, how about Deshaun Watson? Tough pill to swallow. Offensively, you know, personally being an offensive leader, you know, we could have did a little more. Uh, with, with great teams like this, you know, playing on the road, a great quarterback and Drew Brees, uh, you got to be able to, um, you know, put the game away. Yeah, and, and Taz, they didn't, and the Saints were victorious. I I was I was really surprised by the stat. You know, we know that. You know, we obviously remember last year they lo- losing to the Buccaneers, stunning loss at home to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks. Uh, but the 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 Saints had lost the the last five or six season openers going into last. Yeah, year. I didn't. I heard that. Which was strange. I was, I was very right? surprised at that. I, I didn't really yeah. uh, think about yeah. that. And, and last night could have been you know another one of those, if not for Lutz and the magic late, the fifty eight yarder. Yeah, and the bad scheme defensively, as you pointed out. No doubt. Yeah, (laughs) laying off, giving them at the 50 yard line six seconds to go, you know, laying off and giving giving the Saints, you know, seven, eight, nine yards that they need to get into field goal range, Taz, uh, and being able to call a timeout with two seconds left. I, I don't get that defense by the Houston Texans whatsoever. That to me. Makes little to no sense, and we chat about it. It was, you know, you agree, it was a yeah. bad defensive scheme. Got to put some pressure on oh Breeze. You, you had to, you had to, and they didn't do that at all. They played conservative, and and they left the underneath wide open. You can't just leave first down markers wide open for a guy like Breeze in a two minute offense. He will chop you up with his accuracy, and he sure as hell did. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was a stinger for sure for the Texans. Felt bad for Watson at the end, man. He just, once that game ended, he just seemed so dejected and, and, and understandably so. But he, he took accountability. Felt like the offense could have played, made more plays. We heard J.J. Watt earlier. He took accountability. So you got two leaders on your offense and your defense on that Texans team. You know, no matter what we want to say about O'Brien or, or Cornell's defense or whatever, you know, you got guys hold themselves accountable, which these are true pros, and and it's nice. It's nice to hear in a loss. Yeah, you good know? point. You know. Yeah, I mean, it is a good point. The other thing, Taz, is uh, Texans. I don't know if Watson can hold up taking the beating he takes in the quarterback spot. Oh man, he was banged Oof. up last night. Was in that medical tent what mm. two or three occasions yeah. in that first half. They were working on his lower back. We know that he's been. You know, hurt or you know suffered the torn ACL, but also last year banged up a lot over the course of the year. He takes an absolute beating at the quarterback spot. Not that big of a guy as you brought up right, earlier he's not, on. Not thick, you know, his yeah. body. You know, and and that, when he landed on his back, I've obviously done that a lot. But it's different when you're landing uh, the way he landed. Like it, it's not like I don't think there's a muscle issue. He didn't tear a muscle. It's and his pain is just probably a massive contusion and like a hematoma, and it just it, it's painful as hell. So. You iced the hell out of it, so he probably iced last night a lot. He's probably going to sit in the ice tub today. He's probably, if practicing, he's probably, well, they're probably off, I would think. that they're, they're in pra- Well, they have a short week, but who knows. I'm just saying, like, you got to ice that like crazy, and they got these NFL teams have amazing trainers, so 
you know, the ice brings down the swelling, you know, obviously, for those that don't know. So some yeah. people might not realize that. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, of so course. I've had a lot of swells. I know. I get it. I get it, Taz. And also, there's not much give in that turf. No, man. The turf's hard. Uh, that's it's the different other than thing natural well. grass. Natural much, grass is a little softer. You right. Know? A little bit of a softer landing right. rather not. than landing on, on well, um, what that field turf was last night down in New Orleans. No, but you're right. And and, and I, we talked about it maybe a year ago or whatever. And we had a conversation about field turf. And, you know, not to bore people with it, but, you know, it, it's, and you know this, and it's basically cement, and underneath there is some cushion, and then there's a little bit of ground up tires, tires from your car, from yep. a truck, whatever, and then they, they lay the field turf down. So it is, it's not like grass where no. it's dirt, you know, and there's some, it's some cushion there, you know. Now, it's a little softer than the original uh, artificial turf. Right, but it's just not the level, right. It's not. It's, the yeah. artificial turf was like playing on concrete. Oh, dude, it really was. Yeah. I, I played on that stuff, yeah. and it was, and guys, were, as you know, guys were getting injured all the time. No question. Like, all the time. They had that in the, up at Cuse, in the Carrier Dome, right? They, they, did. they had the, uh, but now they have field now turf, they obviously. Field yeah, turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, I, I don't know if there's a. Uh, 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 there is one, I'll tell you one spot I know, okay, but it's it's um, it's it's a lacrosse field. It's at Lehigh University. Okay. okay. My son played out there, and they have old school artificial turf, but it's different with lacrosse. It's hitting, but not as much as football. Not obviously. as much of a, But I don't know if is there a football. I don't think there's a Division One program that doesn't that either doesn't have field turf or, or regular grass. I think you're right. Um, I don't. I can't remember. I I think they're all field turf. I, I think, think they're all field turf now. It's safer. And you know who else has artificial turf? Just you'll get this because you live near it. Fair, Fairfield University. They have a. They have Fairfield Prep, the high school, right at Fairfield University. They have old school turf. Old school turf. Okay. So my son played there when he was in high school uh, right. against them, and of course he hurt his groin because of the freaking turf. And two guys on the team hurt their ankles. Because they're not used to these yeah. kids. They're not used they're to playing on that it. stuff. They used, used to, to field turf or grass. Yeah, so I don't like that. No. <laughs> the that's, that's, I'm talking about the astral turf. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. I totally I, I totally get it. Uh, so, But uh, for Watson here and for the Texans, you hope that he's able to stay healthy the entire year. All right, next. Number two. Derek Carr vrooms forward to lead the Raiders oh, past the Broncos. And Andrew, Andrew just tries so hard to yeah, be entertaining. He, he really does. He, well, he, between you and me, Bruce, got, he goes over the top. Well, he's got honest. a lot to build much. up to with Zach. <laughs> Thank you. Is Zach ever coming back? He's, got, he's on vacation. He's enjoying a little bit of time off. Who goes Next on week. vacation now, bro? I, I didn't ask him what or where. Well, or who goes on vacation now? Him. Really? Come on. Zach. Oh, is he work. coming back or not? Come on. Yeah, tell me he's going to be back. You sure? Yeah, I think so. I I've no, I I hope he is back. I, think yeah. I, yeah, I hope He's so too. After hearing Andrew do these reads, uh, he's scheduled to be here Monday. Yes. All right, we'll see. Carr was Carr was great. Four incompletions, throws for a tad under three hundred yards, couple touchdowns. Tyrell Tyrell Williams uh, catching the football led the Raiders in receiving. Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back in Alabama, over a hundred yards of total offense, eighty five on the ground, and a couple of scores. Uh, you had some very, very creative chants in reference to Antonio Brown by the <laughs> Oakland faithful and the black hole as that game was going along. You know, they're lighting his jersey on fire. They're, uh, they're dousing it in alcohol. Yeah. I'm sure some were wiping their rear end with the, Great t- chance with the jersey uh, last night before the game, Taz. So uh, it felt good for the Raiders. And, and listen, I, I know people look at Gruden and, and say it's an act and this and that. Here's what I love about Gruden. I love after that game went final, and he's getting paid a lot of money. I love the fact that he goes to the fans out in Oakland in the black hole mm. and is hugging and high-fiving yeah. the fans, Taz. I mean, 
He enjoys being a Raider head coach. That's he right. enjoys being the representing that franchise. And and I think that I I I know a lot of it's an act. I think that's great by the Raiders coach. I agree with you a thousand percent. And for anybody who watched Hard Knocks this season, I don't you know, a lot of people say it wasn't that good. And I agree, it wasn't great. They didn't really give you too much. I mean, it was a lot about Antonio Brown and his feet and the helmet. But what I took away from it, and not that that's just a bad thing, I have no problem with it is that John Gruden, the Raiders head coach and GM or whatever his uh, EVP title is, besides head coach, Moose, this guy, to the point you made, loves football. He loves the game. He's like a little kid. I love football. I mean, he's like a little kid. He's chasing around Derek Carr in practice. Like, he goes, here comes Von Miller. Here comes, like, he's Von Miller. He's acting like he's Von Miller. Like, it's funny. Like, he's joking around. But this is during practice. He's chasing Peterman. He loves Peterman, by the way. Loves him. I know. Loves Loves Peterman. Loves Nate Peterman. Yeah. But anyway, no, he, he he loves the game. He loves the game. He loves to coach. And I think it's it's infectious off to his team. I think that and I learned this during Hard Knocks. Those players, he's a player's coach. They connect to him. They tease him. He teases them. But I think they know when he's being, you know, a hardline guy, they respect him. You know, because of his history, obviously, and his knowledge. Yeah, I, and and Taz, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And uh, the Raiders, you can sense, took a lot of their frustration out on the Denver Broncos. And you know, Flacco didn't play particularly well, Taz. You know, Elway's had an impossible time of finding that next quarterback out there in Denver. Uh, uh, well, and I, I told you, bro, to Flacco. I no, you I, like Flacco. Listen, I might prove to be wrong. You know, I think Flacco, I thought Flacco had a lot more game. He didn't look uh, good last night. Um, and you might end up being right on that one. Uh, after game one, Taz, you looked dead on correct. You know, so, I don't brag. You know how I, I am. I, I understand. Yeah, so it's not about ball. right or wrong, you know, right? No, not <laughs> with me anyway. No, you know me. I, I'm easy peasy. You know, that's my gimmick. Uh, he did not look good. Nope. Taz, that defense did not look great either. Um, and the, the Raiders look. The Raiders took out their frustration yeah. on the Denver Broncos, and a good start for Oakland. And I think it's important to note, as we did earlier, you know, uh, the head coach of the Broncos, who was the DC for quite some time with the Chicago Bears, Vic Fangio. This guy, Fangio, is a defensive guru and responsible for legit defenses everywhere he's been for over thirty something years in the NFL, and. You know, you got some talented defensive players on that Bronco team, and the Raiders, you know, took it to them 24 to 16. And that's impressive. I know they were home. That's impressive over a Fangio defense. So, uh, so good, good job by the Raiders dealing with all of the outside noise and the inside noise that they had of Antonio Brown and, and Gruden and, and Mayock were able to, and the coaching staff able to keep the Raider football players. Locked in on the task at hand, beat the Denver Broncos at home on night at night, and they did that. On Monday they night, certainly did. Yep. All right, Connor. Next, number three, Lynn Swan flies away as USC's athletic director. Oh my God! Yes, did you hear he what does. he just said? Yes, oh, come on. Bro. I, I did Who's writing this stuff? Mike, are you writing this stuff for him? No, I'm not. Is he just coming up with that? I mean, come on. Very Andrew creative. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Trying too hard to to get over with the with the audience and the wheel. Antonio Brown. All right, there you go. Swan resigns after a three year stint as Trojans athletic director. Um, you know, he uh, in a letter addressed to the Trojan community, uh, Swan said um, his resignation is effective immediately and called him a leader. Well, this was from the uh, from the uh, president, the school president. Uh, a leader on and off the field at USC for nearly five decades. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it was a, a shocker. It was a, a surprise for sure. 
But, uh, you know, uh, USC President Carol Folt, who, you know, basically was the vice president of athletics and compliance, uh, is going to be now the interim AD, so the athletic director there. So, I mean, yeah, it was a surprise for sure. Lynn Swan, legendary player, as everybody knows, one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. I mean, during his years, you know, in Pittsburgh, was just insane. But um, it's been tough there uh, after, you know, three tough years, tumultuous years, you know, in one of the most prestigious you know, college football programs of all time, or athletic programs of all time with the USC Trojans. Uh, a lot of spotlight on you there, man. <laughs> no doubt. You had Pat yeah. Hayden before him. That's right. Right? That's right. He That's stepped right. down. Yep. Uh, now it's now it's Lynn Swan. And uh, they. you're right. I mean, if you want to judge it based on, on Taz on, on Division One basketball, Division One football, right, they've, they've seen obviously better days. But I also think, you know, you mentioned Carol Fultz. She was brought in as March uh, as the new school, school president. Right, right. Um, and in the letter, she basically said, it got to the end sense. It was an understanding. Fultz wants to bring in right. uh, her team right. uh, to, to run, you know, to run the program. She doesn't want, pe- you know, holdovers or the like. And Taz, there hasn't been a great amount of success. So it's mm. not like, it's not like, it, listen, if, if USC had won back-to-back national championships, I'm sure Lynn Swan would still be the athletic director, of right? Of course, yeah. They haven't. They've right. struggled. Uh, I'm talking about football now. They've struggled. They haven't been that dominant team in the Pac-12, and they want to go in a new direction. Yeah, they do. And, and you know, they, they've definitely, uh, to your point, they've had some tough times football-wise. And, um, uh, you know, ready this year. You know, so it's like, they, it's, we'll see. I mean, a story program for sure. I mean, a respected program for sure. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how it plays out. I mean, I think that you have a guy like a Lynn Swan that had been there, uh, a true football guru uh, and an amazing athlete and a very intelligent guy. No question. You know, it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal that, you know, he stepped down. But listen, you see this whole time in business. Someone wants to bring in their team, you know, their leadership team or what have you, their, their upper management team. It happens in every business. People out there listening to us, it don't matter if they're in the sports business or radio business, TV business, finance business, uh, you know, textile business. How's that one? You know, it don't matter what they're in. You know, people want to bring in their leadership team, you know, their, their own team. So Swan wasn't part of that. No, and, and not part of that, Taz. And, and, and also, we do know at USC, one of those schools, Taz, that was rocked by that admission scandal. Yeah, big time. Uh, well, big actors, time. Actresses, oh, yeah, kids, and yeah, actors, right. kids. Uh, so, I mean, that that obviously, you know, now Holt said that was not a determining factor, and obviously Lynn Swan played no role in that. But um, the, the, it, it is something where USC is looking kind of freshen up the leadership out there in Southern California for that Trojan team and for that program and for that university. And, and, and yeah, and, and as I think we talked about it when you know last week, I, we might have touched it. We had so much NFL stuff, but JT Daniels, the quarterback, blew the knee out, blew his yep. knee out. You know, so football-wise, I'm saying for USC to deal yeah. with that, I believe they got an 18-year-old freshman that's going to start. Stepped in and played brilliantly. Right, step right. So he, they beat Stanford this oh, past they, week. That's right. They did beat Stanford. Costello right. now did not start for Stanford. Right, they're starting quarterback. quarterback for okay. Right, for Stanford, he was out with I think a concussion. Um, I forget or an ankle. I forget. Costello didn't not play for Stanford, but the 18-year-old stepped in and was played great. Was fantastic. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So you know, I mean, so maybe they can get it rolling. I mean, uh, uh, for the USC Trojans and yeah, but Lynn Swan, if he wants to keep in the football game in some facet. He did a lot of work for years as a broadcaster, He too. did. You're you right. Know, very well-spoken. I mean, you know. He's in movies, too. Yeah, maybe we should get him on uh, as a regular, like a guest. Pass of the Moose contributor. Yeah, from the West Coast to give us maybe like a whole, what do you think, Mike, can you get that done with Swan? 
Uh, we'll ask him. Okay. No. Okay, sounds good. Next. Maybe, maybe, no, maybe Mike not. will head out west, turn on Uber app, and he'll deliver food to them. Well, I don't think Mike is... Mike, you're not Can allowed you to deliver, and you're not allowed to pick up in California, right? I think I am. I, I um, I've been tempted to put it on in in another state. It hasn't stopped me, but I haven't exactly tried. Now, is that nationwide? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so you could go oh. to it, wherever Uber Eats is available. Is it available in all fifty states? I don't know the answer. To that. Um, I okay. I had the answer, but then I thought about it. I some areas just don't have it. Like when I was up in Cape Cod. They didn't have it. it okay. But in some towns, I'm they... Curious. Yeah. I'm curious. I don't know. So some towns don't have it. Some ta- I think if it's a smaller town... I imagine and Los Angeles has it. They do. I've been out to Los Angeles. So they uh, have it. So I've Mike been out there a couple times. A flight, yeah. head around the Southern Cal area. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. The USC campus, turn on Uber, and hopefully maybe he gets a delivery in Lin Swan. We could fly. We could just pay for it and just fly, fly Mike out to LA. Lin ordering a little tuna salad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> On a scooped out bagel with an Arnold a Palmer, red onion, yeah, that and a Arnold good. Palmer pickle on the side on pickle that. On by the way, side, that's we're going to go scooped out right. with a little red onion. I and need a, a little pickle on the side, a little coleslaw. Yeah. Oh. There you go. But see now, listen, those kind of vittles. I'm not sure if they have that out in LA. I've been to LA they many probably times. Don't. They don't. You're talking straight New York style, right I there. So I know what you're talking. About. I, you know what I'm saying. It just got me hungry. I understand. Said, I love the scooped out bagel. Yeah, I do. You ever have a flago scooped out? That's a joke. I've, you I've can get tell, next time you go to bagel. So tell them extra flavor. You know, flavor for those that know it's a flat bagel. Yeah. They take a bagel and they crush it. But moose, you should go to a big, your local bagel shop and say, "Hey, I'll take a flavor. Can you scoop it?" And the guy will look at you like, "Look, we can't scoop a flavor." But isn't a isn't a it's fl- flat? But right, that's true. You can't <laughs> scoop it out. But isn't a flavor kind of like you're trying to feel better about eating a bagel? Yes. But you're getting the entire, all the carbs of the regular bagel. Exactly. But it's thinner. So you feel a little bit better about yourself. Because it's flattened out. Right, right. Because it's flattened out. But in essence, you're just eating a bagel. It's like taking a pint of ice cream, no, a gallon, a half gallon of ice cream. And put it in a microwave, melt it, and, and, and drink it. Just drink it. Yeah, it's just, I just had, a, just had a, a small milkshake. No, you drank a half gallon of Brian's vanilla. Okay, so you know what I mean? Like, So that's what a flagel is. You yeah. flatten it out. Yeah. And by no, the way, for those people out maybe in Idaho or California or Texas, or when Moose is saying a scooped out bagel, that's a bagel, you scoop out the guts of it yeah. so it's less carbs. Right. You take out some yeah. of the breading. It's starch Jones. No doubt. It. So yeah. where it's just more of the crust. Are we ready to keep going here? No, we're, we're done. done. Okay, we're done. All right. All it's right. Taz and the Moose. There you have it. Your three big storylines. A little bit of a deli update as well for you on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. <laughs> tell you this, right? What do we got here? We're good? We're good here? I don't want to have a gimmick. All right. So, yeah, the, uh, you have something to do? Okay, I want to say no, something. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, here's Rick. We were talking about Lutz with the 58-yard field goal with the, for the Saints. Yeah, Will Lutz. Yep. I forgot to tell you earlier, while right before he's kicking that, uh, Robbie Rosenhaus decided to text me. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And what happens is he's, you know, Robbie is like, this is unbelievable because the suplex, because this, you know, that, that's where the engagement started. Now, Robbie's going to hear all this. But that suplex happened in the, in I, I know. earlier on. That didn't happen around the Will Lutz field goal. But... What happens is engagement with Robbie started with me because of the suplex. Because Robbie texted me 
Uh, and then Robbie hung around via text with Taz throughout the rest of this game. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. during the Bills-Jet game, I got Pete Gass texting me nonstop. And then during the Saints game, I got Robbie Rosenhaus, a.k.a. Huge Freeze. He is texting me. Okay? Yeah, Robbie texted me on Sunday. I didn't respond. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, Robbie listens to all of it. I don't, you don't care. I don't no, care either. I love he Robbie. Does, he, he does nothing. care. But Robbie's got to stop texting oh, me during he games. It. He's he, got to stop. He texts me to gloat about his, uh, his uh, thoroughbred horse racing picks and his winnings. Yeah. Robbie, yeah. Uh, two weekends ago, won nearly five Gs. Did he really? Wow. Yes. I love Robbie. CBS um, Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes could save you 50% or more, 15% or more on your car insurance. But I hate when people do that. It, there's nothing oh. worse that gloat about winnings after it's official. Oh, Robbie does that? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, multiple times. With the ponies. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Wow. Wow. All the time. I didn't know that, And dude. I got on him. I go, listen, dude. Okay. I go, I don't, if you're gonna if you're gonna text me, text me the play before you make the play. <laughs> and then you can gloat about the winning. He's texting me the winning ticket, how much he won, the investment, everything like that. I'm like, Robbie, great. I'm 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 happy for you. Great. I'm, enjoy the forty eight hundred that you just won. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, I'm gonna That's get fantastic. A, Good for him. I'm but text... it, there's nothing worse than that. Like after a game goes, Well, text me then beforehand. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I did. You know, I love well, Army plus 22. I got a lot of those on Saturday. Great. Well, I, where were you at 1130? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the Lutz thing. I text, the reason why I brought up Robbie, I text him right before this, and I just said to him, I said, he's not making this kick. And as soon as I, te- as soon as I text, I, send, <laughs> he makes the kick. I'm like, well, maybe I spoke too soon. So, yeah, that's my story. That'll I mean, it was much funnier and then, if you and were then there. Robbie, but, and then Robbie kept on, how long did the conversation last for? Uh, then he started sharing all of his fantasy draft info oh, and how well he's doing. Oh, God, you he guys. did that. Uh, so, he's I mean, he's just, launching just, a comeback. Right, right. Feeding, down 70. Feeding uh, the beast. Uh, yeah, I, because I'm a gentleman. I, don't, I can't blow people off. No, 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 no. I don't ghost not, people. Oh, you can't blow people off. <laughs> Robbie deserves none of your attention, not even a little bit. He's a former the last time the I texted show. you, like, yeah, great, I'm recording, leave me alone. <laughs> the noise interrupts my recording. So you can cut people off well, and drop them. was recording a podcast at that stage. Yeah, and, right. and we had a group text going. You would for Robbie. And me, I, and I just you guys decided not to respond. I didn't want to hear about the Vikings. <laughs> well, look, real quick, because on that All group text. Long. Because once you open up and you respond to the Viking victory, then I'm going to get a breakdown of the oh, offensive line, right. the defensive line, how good Cousins look. This is going to be our year. Uh, it's just going to go on and on all afternoon it's long. It's not just that, dude. I deal with Minnesota Gophers. Nonstop info I, about the Gophers. Because no, we went me. to Minnesota. I, I know everything about the Minnesota Gophers football program, and I don't want to know anything about that. I know. Because I engage with my friend Robbie. He was my personal security, as you know, my confidant in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, remember the big thing that happened there? I wish I, I had a camera on there. I do remember, great. yeah. He's sitting, he's my security, there's all lines of people, and he's sitting there smiling, taking pictures of me while people are trying to rob me. Oh. Like, Robbie, help me. You're 6'9, you're 600 pounds. Well, he's not 600, he lost weight, actually. He doesn't get 400? No, no, he lost weight. He did lose weight. Robbie did he? looks good. He did, I, lose, he did. I mean, he might have lost weight technically. No, he did. No, no, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, he did looks he lose good. weight? He lost weight. He lost How much weight. weight has he lost? A, a lot. 
Like, a lot. What does that mean? What do I, bro, I didn't weigh them. Why don't I mean, you ask like, them? You're having uh, uh, in-depth conversations. I, I, I don't want to speak about fantasy and, and you're talking about wrestling moves. So I don't why don't ask him about which weight he's He moves. lost a Connor. He still weighs two of me. So, again, it's all relative. It's, but he's huge for you. He's, he's still a big part of the A show, right? No, he's out. Oh, wow. Really? Out. Banned. What did he do? Banned? Lost a contest. He broke rules. Those are the no, rules. No, no, he just he lost a contest. No, he was like, playing I, for his on, life. Yeah, last year we went over this. Didn't he have to sing a song saying goodbye and that was it? Yeah, he had his jersey retired. That was wow. it. Yeah, he's done. Thank you. So you know what we so call he had that? a betting contest with Moraz, yep. right? Yeah. And he lost in a See, in a landslide. Da should have came to me about that because creatively I would have helped him with, with a concept for that. Because in wrestling, there's something called loser leave town, which is a rare thing. So it used to be a thing like the loser of the match would have to leave the territory. Yep. Because they had territory, wrestling territory. So that what you guys could have did with Robbie. I know, Andrew, you're a big part of the creative of the DA show also. Yep. So you could have did a loser-leave town, loser-leave the radio show, you know, but match. Well, it wasn't a match. Whatever. It's yeah. done. Why am I talking about this? I don't care. I mean, he did he leave. He, he literally left. He has a different job and different location. Yeah, he's the whole company. You know, he he's no gone. longer works here. Yeah. But yet he still talks to me. Yeah. So, and yeah. you talk well, back. Well, that's going to be forever. Well, he's so, my friend. Yeah. Of but, course. But I'm trying to... Moose, he was the last do, one in. Moose, I can't do like you do. You ghost people. I can't do that. <laughs> well, I, do. I did. I didn't feel like talking about the Vikings for two hours. But it's like the guy loves Robbie his team. understands. I know he understands. But if you contact about the ponies, you're all over that. No, he's not. He contacted oh. me at a bad time. All right. And gloating about winning five grand. Uh, you know, and, and <laughs> I hate that. I know, I know. I, I, I'm that, joking, that, but I know what you mean. That, That's not That true. is annoying. Robbie, you know better than that. No, no, no. That's that true. is annoying. That is that is annoying. I'm all happy that he won. Right, right, right. I'm not taking anything away. He's actually a really good handicapper. All right. So he does a nice job with that. He picks winners left and right. That's great. But it would be like me randomly texting you, Taz, just won 16 large on a triple at Belmont. <laughs> just out of the blue. You'd be like, oh, be, that's be, great. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm happy for you, Moose. Thanks for the random. Meanwhile, right? the random. ticket cost me twelve dollars. Mm. And be like, wow, thanks for the heads up. Who couldn't use sixteen grand? I didn't know. He, I didn't know he's braggadocious Jones like that. I didn't oh, know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and notice when he texts you once, and then it'll be rapid though, rapid fire. Boom, well, that's boom, why boom, I didn't. Boom, that's boom. why like, I. Well, quick. there was a little bit of a hangover from the from the uh, pick five Delmar uh, tw- uh, text, and then. And then the Minnesota, I don't need to hear about the Vikings all afternoon. At least you, at least you don't because get the, when the Vikings the then, have, then when the Vikings have a bad loss, he basically he runs ducks and hides. Oh, wow. That, he's not going to like that. That that line, will I will get texts about yeah. you saying that. And oh, I will, you know me, I'm I don't. I'm sure I, he, he'll text me. I'm sure I'll hear from him. I don't know. After this combo. I mean, every day he listens. I get a, I'll get a text about 11.45, noon, depending on when the, when the podcast drops. <laughs> He listens, he wants his name referenced, and then I get whether or not, hey, good point this morning on me. I am like that. He listens every day. You're killing me. Every single day. Oh, uh, Bogus is here. He's got, a, he got an update. Take it yeah, away. I do. Will Go. Lutz gave the Saints a 27-21 lead with a 47-yard field goal with 50 seconds to go last night in New Orleans. But the Texans took the lead in two plays. Kenny Stills, a 37-yard TD catch with 37 seconds left. So Lutz kicked again. 58-yard attempt for the win. Snap, placement, Lutz leans into it. Lutz has got the distance. Oh, he's got it! Saints win! 30-28, Ian Eagle on Westwood won. 58 yards, a career high for Lutz. It's also the longest field goal in the final 10 seconds of a Week 1 game since the merger in 1970. 
The Raiders might not have Antonio Brown, but they definitely have a running game. Here's Jacobs middle, plows to the end zone. Touchdown! 46 power. Love that play. We used to call it God's play because you knew God was going to come and get you when we were through it. That's Lincoln Kennedy, Brent Musburger, Raiders Radio. Two scores for Jacobs in his debut. Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams connected through the air, and Oakland held off Denver 24-16. Brown, meanwhile, spent his first day as a Patriot yesterday. His contract reportedly for two years, not just this season, to spread out Brown's cap hit, but New England not expected to exercise its 20-mil option for next season. Pete Alonso, two more solo homers last night. That gives him 40 the most in the majors. His Mets beat the Diamondbacks 3-1, but the Cubs were 10-2 winners in San Diego. So the Mets stay four games back of the second wild card. The D-backs now two and a half behind Chicago. They close the street? Look at this. How'd this happen? No, no, that street's it's right by S and Y. That street's closed. All right. No one knows what we're talking about, but Moose and I, that's okay. No, that that street is personally closed. Is it really? Yeah, it is. I'm wondering how the hell they pull this off. Usually that street's dug up. The fire department's right there on the Uh, left hand side. Oh, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that that, area. The street's not and you see the barrier up there. Yeah, I see it right there. It's only authorities around. uh, We're watching a thing off TV. Good morning football. football. They're playing football in the street. street, Taz like, how's that how are they playing football in New York City street? The street's it's like permanently closed. Manhattan, you don't normally see yeah. that. Andrew, sorry it's about that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done anyway. You guys. Can... Hey, Angel, listen, you did a great job today, man. I you appreciate know, thanks that. Thanks for contributing yeah, I mean, during the week with the uh, tell updates. while you're watching TV. Great <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we've heard it. <laughs> we did. We heard it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come back. We got the undercard oh, for you. Geez. Stories that we missed here on this Tuesday morning for you. It's Taz and the Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, we're here, Taz and Moose. Um, so I dropped a new podcast yesterday. Uh, you know, I'm going to drop another one during the week, too, uh, for those wrestling fans out there at, uh, at basically on radio.com. You might have a pro- By the way, Apple Podcast, you can get it, Stitcher, Spotify, the Taz Show, just like you can get Taz and the Moose. So, Moose, it's important for. For me, I'll bring it up to the audience right now. Anybody having a problem downloading Taz and the Moose from yesterday on Radio.com, the Apple website, that's probably what happened to you. So there's some kind of a technical thing that I know the IT team, that they're working on all that. So hopefully everything's working. Yeah, go to the other spots to download. Correct. So just <clears throat> it's important. I know a lot of you guys get the podcast on Radio.com. Um you know, the app or the website, you might want to veer from that just for a day or so if you need it. Go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or something like that. Uh, anyway, I had this topic I discussed yesterday, Moose, in my podcast. Who has more pressure on them? A fan asked the question. Um, Vince McMahon with the XFL or Tony Khan with AEW? So for those that don't know, Tony Khan is the owner, uh, him and his dad, they own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. But he also owns, an, as you know, they, he owns a, a new wrestling company that's starting on TNT, on TV, on Turner called AEW. That's the, They're going to really give a shot to compete with WWE. So, I, you know, I, I my answer was I think Vince McMahon has more pressure. I'm going to see what you think. Because Vince McMahon, XFL failed once before. 
So now he's getting a chance to do it again. The AAF just failed as far as something being an alternative to the NFL. Yeah. That just failed, right? So it's like, even though I had nothing to do with Vince, it kind of does. So I feel like there's more pressure on Vince with the agree XFL. Yeah, right? yeah, I'd probably yeah. agree yeah, with that. I'd thought. probably say because of the past failure. Correct. That's XFL. what I'm saying, yeah. so I'd probably agree. You know, where with Tony Khan, he's a, a, he's obviously a very wealthy man. He's a billionaire. And um, he's a very passionate wrestling supporter and fan for a lot of years. So he's hired a team of, of people, men and women, that are credible in the wrestling industry and production, TV production people. He's got a contract with Turner right. for TV. So yep. he's just a passionate guy that's, that's putting a lot of money out there trying to start a new, a new company. You know? I'd say the difference, though, is uh, AEW is taking on the WWE and the XFL is not taking on the NFL. I think that's, a, that's a very good point. I think that's a good point. Even so though- there is, I think in terms of pressure for the business model, it's different for the AEW than it is for the XFL. I think that's a super good point. Um, the thing is, yes, uh, most of the casual wrestling fan and even sports fan that knows what AEW is, they look at it like that. But AEW is telling you, they're saying publicly lately this is, that they're not trying to compete with WWE. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, the thing is, they announced their TV show will be on Wednesday nights, right? Starting now in the fall here soon. On TNT, AEW. And then WWE went with USA and took NXT, as you know, Moose, off of the WWE Network, more or less, the live show, and will be on USA Network on Wednesdays. So it's almost like WWE is going at AEW. You know what I mean? So, but but it don't matter. As an overview, you're right. It's it's AEW attempting quasi. You start a new wrestling company. You're going at the WWE with all that money. Well, you know? yeah, and, and for the interest of the wrestling fan. Sure. Sure. You know, the football fan, I think, has kind of, um, especially with the, you know, and I think the probably the failure of the AAF helps Vince with the XFL because I don't think there's great, uh, you know. The talent. It, well, no, not talent. I would say the expectations, I would say, are probably a little bit oh, more less. Uh, less and diminished. Uh, I, um, yeah. that, I mean, that, that's, that would be my opinion on it um, and being a little bit more realistic with the expectations going in. And judging success about anything else. So, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, at, at that stage when the XFL comes on in February of next year, 2020, Taz, um, you know, football's not on the air. I know. They're the I- only show in town. So, AEWs, there's always obviously going to be, as you know, better than anybody, the WWE. Of course. And obviously here on Taz and Moose, we're all huge fans of the New York Guardians. No doubt. They love They're us. Great. We love them. They gave us nice gifts. They did. And, and uh, we love them. And, and they and spread the love. I mean, they were spread the love to everyone. I mean, Social media-wise, no you know, they spread the love of Taz and Moose. XFL did, too. Yep. And we appreciate so, that. Yeah. I wonder we if do. Vince saw that. So, you know, Taz is the Taz with Moose. We like Moose. We don't like Taz. Why are we retweeting that? No, I, I think it's probably the other way around. They don't like you. They, they, yeah, they love know. you. They don't like me. Bro, Raw was in the garden last night. Where was I? That doesn't mean anything. Raw's a, SmackDown's in the garden tonight. Where am I going to be? Maybe you'll be at the garden. Between you and me? Yeah. They haven't called yet. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll be at the garden. It's a today. short drive to the garden, yeah, so they, they call they me can, 7 o'clock. I mean, I can they could call at 3 o'clock this afternoon. You can they be could. There. They could. Uh, here we go. Here's the undercar. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All right, what do we got, Michael? All right, here we go. Nick Saban called out the student section for leaving early 
against uh, New Mexico State, the Aggies. It was a 62-10 blowout. The student section said enough. Is Saban, is it fair for Saban to call out the students for leaving the game? Well, again, he did it last again, right, year. I was going to say, again, yeah, he did it last year. Last year, he called them out for not showing up at all <laughs> for when they were taking on bad football teams. He said, he, yeah, I'm paraphrasing now, but in essence, if you're a fan, you got to be there every single week and uh, and root a team on. I don't blame I mean, who's sitting there watching oh, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on and you want to continue your partying ways someplace exactly. else. Exactly. It's the weekend. You're in class, studying all week, whatever. On yeah, the weekend, you're yeah, cutting you're, it loose. You're cutting it loose. Or right. you're, you're recovering from Friday night. Uh, listen. Well, I, you could be doing that as well, but I'm not sitting there watching that. Uh, yeah, no. I know when my son was at Bucknell, he had a bunch of friends that weren't on the lacrosse team, and they weren't on the football team, and it was like they had time. And I'm like, hey, these guys going to come to the game on Saturday morning. He goes, Dad, they're sleeping. Well, yeah, and, but, I, but I did know guys now. There were t- games we'd go when this was when Syracuse was good, where they'd blow the doors off of a team. And me and a couple of my buddies, we'd, we'd take off early and head back to the house. And, um, and there were guys that would be like, I'm staying here till the end. Like, yeah. Huh? Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, enjoy. I, I, yeah. I, I and that's when Syracuse was good. That's when they were good, right? That's when the place was rocking. I, I could see. The dome was rocking. I could see Saban's point. I can. But you know what? He, he's. He's got to realize he's their campus life. These kids, they're, they're not dedicated to the football program, nor should they be. What? They have other things going on in their life. But Tess, they're going to be there. We're talking about a game that was, what was the game, Mike? 62 New Mexico, New Mexico State. Yeah, 62 I mean, it's 62 10 Smoke. final. Yeah. Well, what are you, what's riveting about that? You're not knuckling up an LSU coach. Yeah, I mean, that's really. it. There's <laughs> nothing riveting about that. No, no. All right. <laughs> Next. Oh. Hey, Mike, thanks for digging that story up, too, hey, bro. I, know I appreciate it. Great that. job. Yeah. You really had to dig deep for that one. Yes, I did. Uh, thank you, Taz. Which head coach has more pressure on them this season? Bill O'Brien or Jason Garrett? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Garrett. Yeah, I'm with Moose. I say Garrett, too, with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think so. I, they're, they're Cowboys, though. They're going to be pretty good, man. I've been saying it. They're going to be pretty good. So, yeah, I think there's more pressure on Garrett. I'm with you. Well, and they, they changed the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Uh, Lenahan was out after last year, fired in January, Taz, um, earlier this season. Earlier this year, I should say. Um, and we all know how the relationship between Garrett and um, and Jerry Jones. And I think based on they are a good team. We both believe they're playoff teams. I have them as a wild card. You have them win the division, Taz. But the expectations are for this team with the talent they have is to do some damage in the NFC. And if they have a, a bad loss in the postseason, if they play poorly and they're relatively healthy, <coughs> could you see the Cowboys transitioning to somebody else? I could, yeah. I definitely could. I mean, because Jones has been all in, man, that financially, that family, you know. I mean, they spent a lot. Look, they got Zeke back in town. That's a big thing, and the money spent there. I'm just saying. like. Yeah. And the other thing with O'Brien, Taz, I still think he's got like a stranglehold on that franchise. Weird, right? Strange. I mean, he does. They tried to bring the Pats guy in. Till they were reneged on that. Remember that whole, you know, uh, tampering thing with the National yep. Football League? So they tried to bring in a guy from the Pats. That didn't work. And he's basically running the team now as head coach of the team. I don't I don't think Bill O'Brien's going anywhere. Yeah. I don't I don't think if he was on shaky ground, Taz, I don't think he'd have that kind of control. Yeah, he wouldn't. Like, there's no way. Why would they? Why would they empower him to that level if they're fixing the fire's ass? You know what I mean? 
because the damage you can do long term. All right, anything else? Spikers, that is. We can do one more. Yeah, go ahead. Odell Beckham Jr., we saw his $350,000 watch that he wore and got a little no-no from the NFL. If there was a piece of jewelry you would wear in an NFL game as a wide receiver, what would it be? The Snickers chain that... uh... What's his name? Came in the studio with Reverend Marcus Ware. Warehead, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. I would probably wear a. Uh, I would probably wear diamond stud earrings that hang. Like I want like a loop, like a hoop earring with the studs hanging in them. Nice. Uh, I wear a, a ginormous pinky ring. Nice, Moose. I could picture that, bro. Like yeah, like yeah, like, like a, I'm the Godfather. Like you like yeah, like you're <laughs> like you're uh, what do you call it? like you're hanging out with Sammy Davis at the club in in, in Parsippany and Frank Sinatra. Frank back Sinatra, in the day. yeah, yeah, that's that's in the fifties. Yeah, that's it, right? And with a zoot suit on right. under your football yeah. uniform, I'm a great. crooner, crooner. I can think of the word. <laughs> that was the word I was thinking. Of. Uh, Connor, Mike, good job. Bogus with the updates as well. Uh, Steve Diassi for joining us earlier on the program. Thanks for all the calls as well, Taz. Good stuff, brother. Yes, you too, sir. Great job, everyone. You got it. Have yourself a wonderful Tuesday. Till tomorrow. Peace. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.